0: You are listening to the To Faithful Men podcast. To Faithful Men is a project that started in 2006 to digitize and preserve old sermon and study tapes of Elder Wally Flanagan, Elder Hassel Wallace, and Elder Mike strevel They were pastors and teachers, and they studied to teach and train up others to continue in the ways of truth. I am thankful to be able to provide you with these sermons and studies, and I hope they will be a blessing to you.
1: Alright, then verse 8, uh, this is, the uh, theologian calls this a uh, imprimatur. That means, uh, all it means is, uh, when Jesus says, I am Alpha and Omega, I've got everything under control, but if from A to Z, I am Alpha and Omega and all in between. Uh, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Now, I I, I believe that Christ came. I believe that uh, he is at the right hand of the Majesty on high, and I believe that he is to come. And uh, and and from the, the fact that he's. Uh, that I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. That, uh, th- this word is a word of assurance. This is God assuring, uh, His servants that all's, all's well, see. Uh, you can sing, It is well with my soul. Uh, now, on the earth, they were suffering. The man that wrote that song had had, uh, undergone, uh, much sorrow. See? But still, he said it is, it is well. That's what Jesus said, is what God's saying right here. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I had char- all things were created by him. And brother, he's going to bring the final history to close. This age and the age to come. He's going to be Uh, the, uh, uh, the agent in the creation of this, uh, the, this old earth's gonna melt, gonna burn, catch fire. The heavens are gonna pass away. And there's a new heaven and a new earth. And we'll discuss the arm as well. Is it really new, altogether new, or is it renovated, or is it they purged and clean when we get to it. I mean, some of the arguments over there, but but he he's simply telling us that what you're going to read, he pronounced a blessing on you now. If you'll read this in the churches, and if you'll listen to it, they'll they'll receive a blessing. See, and the and the reason now is because uh, this is God's word. It's from God. It's to God's children. And it's to assure them in time of trouble and persecution uh, that he's still king. He still reigns. He's still a ruler. He's still a faithful witness. He's still the firstborn from among the dead. He's still the chief ruler, the prince of rulers, rulers of princes of this earth. All right. Now that takes us through the introduction. You want on? Go any further? All right. Uh, beginning at verse 9, we have uh, John saying, I, John, who am your brother. Now you see, this is the third time uh, we have John identifying himself in the early portion of this epistle. Uh, Proving again that it's not apocalyptic. Now that's a favorite term for these big smart theologians, you know, they they use this literature, you know, and so on. But now, the word Revelation, Apocalypse, over here in verse 1, is not mentioned, it's not referred to in the book of Revelation. It's not referred to in the Bible, as far as that's concerned, as a technical term that apocalyptic has means today. When theologians say that that's apocalyptical, they're referring to the pattern of this literature that I told you about. The Bible never does that. The Bible, when the Bible uses the word apocalypse, it means simply reveal, to manifest, to show, to unveil, to open, so you can see it, see? But since all of this other uh, writing, and since you'll be uh, in your studies, you'll, you'll come across it, and uh, you need to know a little something about its background and origin, how it came to be. Well, they never signed their name. So you can say, Oh, but how come John to put his name there? And he did, this is the third time. That won't be his last time. Uh but uh the third time he says, Am your brother. Now, uh don't you think you'd know your brother? Whoever this John was, don't you think these churches, the churches of Ephesus? They knew him. See. He didn't have to say, I'm John so and so. Because uh he lived in Ephesus, you see. He he had been there for a long time. He was acquainted with all these churches. They all knew him. And so he's writing to them. He says, I John, your brother. Yeah, I got some of your tribulation too. I I, I'm I'm suffering a little. And I'm your brother in tribulation. That's exactly what Jesus said in the world you'd have tribulation. See? Now then he says, I'm your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom. Now brother, that's all this book's about. This book is about the tribulation and the kingdom of God. Tribulation until the kingdom comes. It's not, this book doesn't, not one time, not one place does it ever describe Where any saint or saints or the invisible true universal church is caught up out of earth and carried up into the skies. Part way or all the way. Not one reference. But it's taught, Paul, John, John how long? I'm your, uh, I'm your brother and your companion. The fellowship with you. Brother, when people are in trouble and it's the same, same affliction, you can sympathize with one another. You've got fellowship. You've got companionship. See? There's, uh, there's a communication going on. And he says, now, I'm your brother and companion in tribulation. And also he's just as much the partaker and he will be together with them in the kingdom of God. Now, that embraces God's rule and reign over them now as churches because they they they, they have given themselves over uh to God they are by confession when we confess you know Romans 10:9 uh tells you about confessing Jesus as Lord well you see old Nero and old Domitian when you say Caesar's lord see Dominion is Lord, your Lord and God. May it please His worship. May, uh uh, 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 and then He says, blessed, uh, the majesty and all of those terms. That's what they wanted, you see. Well, uh, here, when He, uh, when He says that, uh, He is, uh, their companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. You don't have to wait for it. See? and in in the time of uh, before Jesus comes before the kingdom comes there's going to be some waiting patient waiting endurance uh and then uh, and then he says uh, was that i john was see that's just thrown in by way of parenthesis and uh, that uh John just wanted to throw that in for good measure that the tribulation would be uh, until the kingdom, see, and until Christ comes. Not we're going to be caught out before the tribulation. See, he just had to get that in there. Uh, well, he was a post tripper see. Now, for the word, now, I was in, I, John, who am your brother, see, was in the aisle that is called pa- John locates himself. Now he tells us where he was when he got to receive this vision. I was in the, on Patmos. Why, Paul? Why, John? For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, was he there in order to give testimony to Christ? Was he there to bear word uh, the word to the word of God? Witness to the word of God. Oh, no, I, I think the, uh, the book will, uh, give us the answer that there is persecution, that he was there in tribulation, see, and that's the reason why he's calling for patience. And now, I'm, 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 I'm in prison too. I'm out here on the island, little island, about ten miles long, five and a half miles wide, and, uh, two big horns on it, it's digging out, uh, like it's gonna take off. Well, uh, they weren't just locked up on the island. Uh, that is some of them. Some of them, this island political prisoners, they were just over there, so they just barely had, uh, scanty living. But, uh, John, uh, seems to indicate, uh, that, uh, that, uh, he may have received even more severe punishment, that he was, uh, localized. He had a cave, so to speak. John slept here, see? This is uh, this was John's hole, uh, and he was limited uh, to uh, a small error. All right, uh, why, John? Because, well, I preach the gospel now. He's going to tell them to, uh, in this letter, he's going to uh, tell them. He's already referred to keep those things, you see. He's already uh, required, uh, mentioned that Jesus was a faithful witness. And that insinuates, well, uh, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ, well, then we should be faithful witnesses, see? All right? But he's going to come on down and in these letters, he's going to uh, talk about overcoming, see, and and so on. All right? In verse 10, Jesus says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Now, the dispensation is all oh, he takes, Greg. He, he, he's he got a big morsel of meat to chew on there, See? On the Lord's Day. Well, what does he get out of that? Uh, he says that John was transported uh, to the uh, to the latter days of Daniel's 70th week. See, At the end of time, Jesus is about to come back. I was in the Lord's Day. See, the Lord's Day is the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is the day of revelation. The day when Jesus comes back. The second time. when Whenever I shall see him. Now, to the dispensationalists, verse 7 up here, yeah, that doesn't mean that, uh not talking about the first time Jesus comes back. But now, if you are reading this book, uh you wouldn't think that, well, now, hes uh, he's been back already once. See? You'd think that when John announces, Behold, he cometh with cloud, that that's the first time he's, uh, that he's been in heaven until this happens, don't it? But they say, oh, no, that's the second time. Seven years before that, uh, seven years takes place before, uh, the, the final seven years of Daniel 7 the week takes place before this verse fulfilled. And therefore when they come to the Lord's day, now to substantiate that, they say that John was transported to the end of time, and he was over in the last day of the days. You know, last time we, I, I pointed out to you what, the difference in the plural days and day, uh went over uh, in the 24th chapter of uh, Matthew and the 17th chapter of Luke, 21st chapter of Luke, 13th chapter of Mark, Mark, uh, time and time again. The days refer to the last days of tribulation and showed you that it was the days immediately preceding. But when it was the day, it was the day of the Lord's return, the end of those days, see? And uh, so uh they say that 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 uh, this refers to that period of time, but uh I believe it means the lord's day first day of the week uh and the only biblical references that I know of that uh refers to it as such uh but in early history uh the uh the church said well we uh the writers uh we uh, we meet together. To break bread on the Lord's day, see. And that was early, that's 100, about 150 AD, they were using that term. Well this is 100, this is nearly 100 AD right here. 96, around 96 AD when John wrote this, uh, the revelation. Uh, so, uh, so that, uh, now why and you know, Seventh Day Adventists, so they have a long suit in this. They, 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 their day, their day, their worship day, of course, Sabbath. And right. they, uh they make a distinction between the different laws. They've got them. Um, they've got as many distinctions between the laws as, as the dispensational has in the Resurrection. Uh, but now, verse ten says, "I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice." as of a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira under Sardis, and under Philadelphia, and under Laodicea. Now, he didn't say, get on your telephone and, and give him a ring, and give him a buzz. He says, write this in the book and send it. See? Now, they, they, they need it all. It's not just a portion of this to them. But, uh, I, and I turned to see the voice that spake with me, And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Revelation chapter 1, verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now, the expression, "turned to see the voice that spake with me. I have one man that I've been reading when he comes to the 20th chapter of Revelation, verse 4, where it says, And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded. He's very upset. He, uh, he just can't understand how a person could see a soul. See, what he's, what he's done, he's preparing, uh, the reader, uh, of his book to uh discredit anything that might uh tend to be literal in its interpretation or real see. Uh, well now but he has no trouble in explaining this verse. I turn to see the voice. Well now you can't see a voice. But he said I turn to see the voice. And the man interprets this without any being embarrassed or without running into problem, or any trouble, whatsoever, and, of course, he just adds, incidentally, uh, the person speaking, he turned to see, then this person speak. well, that's the same, that's the same thing we do, in in the book, in 20, verse 4, uh, the souls, he, he's seeing the person, but, represented, or expressed, in the word soul, uh, but, then he says, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, you see, instead of seeing a person, he saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. This <clears throat> carries us back to uh, Daniel chapter 7 verse 13. Now in studying uh, chapter 2 and chapter 3 each each church is addressed with some characterization of Christ recorded taken from this vision and this vision is taken from Daniel in other words i say taken from it it's the it's the same description uh that uh, that daniel saw concerning the son of man it's expressed in the same uh, terminology different titles different aspects uh, of Christ and we'll notice that uh, when we uh, come to the first uh to the church at ephesus but and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. But now at this point, let's go to uh, Daniel uh, and see these uh, visions. Uh, read them again, so we'll know that uh, that we are in the book of Daniel in the first chapter of Revelation. I saw Daniel Daniel seven verse thirteen. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, and all people, nations, and languages should serve him. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Now then, uh, let's uh, notice the ninth verse, chapter uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, and judgment was set, and the books were opened. Then look at chapter 10, Daniel chapter 10, verse 5. Then I lifted up mine eyes, and looked, and behold a certain man, clothed in linen, Whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphast, his body also was like the barrel, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Now then we'll go back to it. Revelation chapter 1, the vision that John beheld, and he says, I saw one uh, like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the pats with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice was the sound of many waters, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Now let's return uh, to these descriptions uh, and just note them, uh, uh for a moment, yeah, each, each one. One like unto the Son of Man. Now, <clears throat> here we're talking about the same person. There's no question that John is talking about the same person that Daniel, uh, did, is it? I mean, Daniel wrote about, uh, a Son of Man. The Son of Man that Daniel wrote about received the kingdom, power, and glory, and dominion forever and ever alright the second thing about it it says is clothed with a garment down to the foot and gird about the pats with a golden girdle alright here is a picture of uh, a man of dignity in the Old Testament uh, people who wore long garments and girdled uh, like this was either a priest or a king or some royal uh, a member of the royalty some great person of authority and dignity all right uh, here we uh, no doubt uh, see Christ as the priest uh, the uh, high priest we also see him as uh, the king because and we have a royal priest in heaven now he is he was born king See, and uh, he is king today uh, and he is while he was on the earth he was priest he offered a sacrifice he only offered one sacrifice but it was sufficient and then having offered that one sacrifice whereby he obtained eternal redemption he went into passed into heaven itself to appear in the presence of God for us and so the resurrected Christ is here seen in heaven in the garb of a priest as well as a king then verse 14 says his head and his hairs were white like wool as white as snow well, that's exactly what Daniel saw, Daniel in his vision uh, saw uh the Lord, and before he was ever born, before he ever came into the world the first time, Daniel see over five hundred years before Christ now is seeing, having the vision, seeing the same person described as one whose hairs were white as snow, white like wool, which uh, which shows uh, age. It's a term uh, depicting his age. And when it refers to Christ, of course, it's uh, to his eternalness, that he is has eternity of being. And as John himself had written in the Gospels, the Word was in the beginning with God. See, The Word was God. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He's divine, deity. And uh, so that's, uh, that's how John uh, sees him again. He wrote of him as such, and now then, after he died and uh, went back to heaven, John is permitted to see a vision again uh, of Christ, uh, testifying to the fact that when he said he came down from above, and none but the Son of Man has been in heaven, and he uh, came down to heaven to reveal God, see, to make God known. All right? Could I ask a question right All right. <clears throat> When we see Jesus, uh, he won't look anything like this. This body. image here, right? Oh no, he. Uh, this you is, see him as the. That's right. That's right. In his glorified body, see. Uh, well, of course, I wonder why in the garments. Daniel and John. Just, All right. Just uh, portray his that, That's right. Him. Each one of these symbols portrays some distinct uh, features. See, some attribute some title, some uh, duty, some uh, work uh, in which Christ performed, see? Alright? Well, what we see be just like he went like, away. Right, like there when we he went away. Just as the disciples. That's my, uh, that's my understanding of the Scriptures. That's what I'm expecting to see.
0: Thank you for listening to the To Faithful Men podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. Also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share it with others and help our ratings by giving us five stars and writing a review within your podcast app. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also.